0: Someone is coming back to Elm Street. He is not friendly. He is not patient. Kill for
1: me. And he is not a welcome visitor. No. 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 But he has something terribly special for the new kid on the block.
2: It started to happen again. Dad, I'm in trouble you've had some scary dreams okay help daddy can't help you now there's something inside
1: <laughs> fight him you are not afraid of him he doesn't even exist
0: freddy krueger is back on Elm street get out of here lisa fight him You'll... watch out for him Will be in your neighborhood soon. A nightmare on Elm Street, Part Two. You are all my children now. Freddy's revenge. <laughs>
3: Welcome to They Call This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This A Movie. We are part of the Main Dami Network. To find more from us, check out the website at the or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the themaindamy. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This A Movie. This is Anthony D'Avecchio, and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. I'm back. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. I'm back.
0: Nice, and we're glad to have you back. Um it's a shame that this was a boring ass movie we watched for this one instead of Reanimator.
4: Yeah, we
3: missed you for the Reanimator podcast. Yeah, that that
4: hurt. That one was <laughs> tough to miss. I I was actually depressed that I I couldn't record for last week. That that mo- I was looking forward to that movie like when Anthony told us in our pre-recording meeting, I guess we'll say our pre-31 days our yeah, pre-production. <laughs> there we go. Uh which I should know because I work in pre-production. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was very, very much looking forward to recording that. But life happens. Yeah. I had to, I had to get ready for the con, and uh, I'm currently obsessively looking for pictures of myself on Instagram. <laughs> He's got the cosplay bug. I oof, do. I ever, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah.
3: There you go. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. I'm 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 glad to be back. And we we're glad to have you back. For this movie, uh, unfortunately, we couldn't make a, a better movie for your uh, return to the podcast. But we have an interesting one nonetheless, regardless of how boring you might feel. We'll make this, it fun. Yeah, this week we decided to do a Nightmare on Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge, directed by Jack shoulder It's from 1985, gentlemen. Uh, what's your experience with Freddy and specifically this movie? Uh, let's. I'll let Mark go first because he didn't get to do his little shtick.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't really have a bit this time. But um, mainly with this movie, I think we were kind of discussing it last time. Um, at when you had asked me my first like horror movie experience, um, I think looking through um, the IMDb while I was doing the uh, research for this, I think uh, Dream Warriors may have been that movie that I saw first horror movie, the third one of these. Okay. With Patricia um,
3: Arquette. Yeah, yeah. And Larry look-
0: Fishburne. Yeah, just looking up the plot of that, I was like, I think I remember most of this. Um, but this movie, um, I was surprised that it was, you know, a different than any other uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie I remember watching. Including, like, the, you know, any of the updated ones or the later ones. It was just, it it felt like, it felt like leftover from the script of the first one or something. You know, like, it, it felt like they were like, oh, we have this, like you know, what happens after the movie uh, movie, but we need to stretch it out to 90 minutes. How are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. And and then this boring movie exists. Um, but essentially, um, I, I was expecting a, a little more out of it uh, going in, um, knowing the history of the series, um, but got a, quite surprised at what was probably the underlying theme of this movie, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Dan?
4: Uh, I wanted to just let you guys know we're continuing our baffling connection to Philadelphia uh Jack shoulder was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania
3: there you go yeah, so Now so... it's Mar- Mark's favorite all of
4: a sudden yep, yep. <laughs> right. this, best horror movie ever yes.
0: uh, I mentioned five out of five
4: yeah best. <laughs> would, would watch again yeah it's,
0: uh, it's my amazon review
4: <laughs> uh, it's just it's uncanny really mm-hmm. um yeah i I had seen this m- movie plenty of times i've seen i believe i've seen every single nightmare on elm street movie uh some only once but i've seen the the original uh a few times i've seen this a few times my favorite is dream warriors just because it's so silly Mm -hmm. but uh i would say my overall favorite is probably a new nightmare uh i think it's a little bit more because it's it's not dated really as bad as the other ones but i i enjoy freddy i enjoy the more serious freddie not the one who's uh you know surfing and claymation meatballs and everything uh but this movie i i remember seeing and i was a little i, I don't want to say disappointed but i was just kind of bored with it freddie's not really in it all that much and it you can kind of see it's it, it's starting to tilt towards uh cartoonish in this movie where the first one is iconic
3: sure yeah, I was, I think the Freddy movies is what got me into horror. I remember, okay. I think, I think really the first one I ever saw was probably, uh, Freddy's dead final nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because by the time I was, that was like the movie that came out right around the time I was starting to get into horror. So it was like front and center on the shelves. Uh, but yeah, like you, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street movies each, probably a handful of times probably the one i've seen the least is probably the first one i saw which is interesting um but I, I am a big fan of nightmare on Elm street movies this one um this one's a weird one i think it's weird to look back because in at, starting with dream warriors and going through up until new nightmare they do create a set of rules for freddy they kind of You know, like any good horror movie, they have a set of rules that they have to adhere by, and this movie breaks every single one that they would eventually create. Um, I mean, obviously, there's you know, you could kind of there's only one movie before this, so you could kind of have a little leeway, but it's interesting how he they they managed to break the rules in the first one, and then they managed to break the rules that come after it, um, because there's really only one set of nightmares in this movie by by jesse right and there's no murders that occur within those dreams all the murders that happen are in within the real world of this movie
4: yeah i think that i think it's this movie has an interesting concept with freddie uh where obviously he's are, are we allowed to say right away like what he's doing or do you want me to wait for that No, go ahead all right, so he's essentially possessing the main character through you know he's taking over his body like physically. Yep. But yeah, there, there's only a, a few dream sequences, and th- yeah, you're right. That that was the whole shtick of Freddy. He would kill you in your dream. Mm-hmm. So now you you totally you do a 180, and it's not as exciting to me. I liked the the idea of him because you can concoct all these different scenarios within you know a dreamscape.
3: Yeah, I it's he possesses people. He possesses Jesse in this and he never possesses anybody ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I guess just,
4: maybe just they they had such a poor reaction with fans.
3: I'm know. sure. Yeah, I think this is this is like the Halloween three of this of the this series this is like the, the oddball. Mm mm-hmm. um, And obviously there's there's the uh, the writer had written this as a um a metaphor for coming out of the closet and someone embracing their own homosexuality. And that's not even the weirdest part of this movie that, you know, it's just the fact, like, like I said, they break the rules that the movie, the movie before it had decided were the rules. And as Mark said, you know, or Dan, that Freddie was barely in this could have been because there was contract disputes between the producers and Robert England. Mm. Uh, When they first started filming and I think the, the producer, Robert Shea, about shortly into filming, realized that they were making a mistake by not paying Robert England what he was asking. So they immediately rectified that. I think there are some scenes that are Freddie that is like a stunt person and not Freddie.
4: Yeah, but probably
3: Robert behind
4: behind the back. Right. Some. Uh, yeah, some back shots. And then maybe uh, like the I think there's one scene with the like close up on the mouth that's possibly not robert england i'm not sure right but th- those would be ample
3: time to do that right or perfect time to do that yeah i mean this was uh it's interesting that this this movie decided to create um decided to have a man a male uh, lead character mm-hmm. the only nightmare on elm street movie to have that yeah uh, mark Patton uh is the actor who played jesse who was openly gay um in real life in real life yep okay
0: at like now or at the time of the movie i
3: if i remember uh there's a great documentary series about the entire series called never sleep again and i believe he was starting to come out or like on the verge of coming out when he when he had this role if i remember it's, correctly
4: it's pretty obvious because they have that uh that like make out scene at the uh, the party mm-hmm. and i don't really know what he was doing there it's it's not <laughs> something that you know some you know what you sh- should do in that situation. It was just kind of like kissing the think, middle of her boobs. Yeah, or in between. Was, yeah, yep. it's like he was trying to eat her chest. I I, I don't know. <laughs> just trying to fake
3: it till he made it.
4: Uh, yeah. yeah I,
0: <laughs> I wonder if that any had parts would it it's do it. Maybe fine, that, I get it. Maybe that actress, you know, didn't want to pose nude or, you know, be Possibly. topless. Yeah. So they had to do some weird way of teasing that because it's an 80s horror movie.
4: Right. he mean um, he had a handful of them though that's for yeah. that's for darn sure
0: yeah and they they were leading up to that moment that happens there yeah. Um, but yeah I, I think it's a mixture of things I think it's him maybe not being very experienced with that mm-hmm. um, on top of maybe Kim Myers um, was like ah, no I'm not showing my boobs anyway. any relation mark no I if she was a better actress I'd say yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow she
3: was fine oh damn Mark coming in hot mark not not appreciating kim myers uh i wonder if he, they were friends because uh just looking through the trivia mark Patton was the one who insisted to casting director that he wanted kim myers to play the role of lisa so it's entirely possible that you know they were friends and maybe she she knew that he was gay and
0: oh, comfortable
3: yeah full comfortable well, in that
4: you no know, I'll, I'll i'll tell you what th- this movie is one of the rare movies where i don't think the acting was the problem
3: yeah. No, uh, I think he, I think he does a pretty good job. Mark yeah. Go yeah.
4: Yeah, I enjoyed and Kim Myers as well. I thought she played your typical, you know, teenage. Uh, how how would you say it? Teenage. Uh, love I interest. Can't think. Yeah, love interest slash uh, victim. I mean, she does. She doesn't die, but she she plays the part, the hysterical teen. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah. She was fine she she uh, was one of Jerry Seinfeld's many girlfriends in Seinfeld she played she played the one that Kramer fell in love with Pam she worked at the bookstore oh and is it is the one where Newman is giving him poetry to read I don't remember that one <laughs> is, is that is that the one when
4: Kramer says he sees her and he wasn't gonna say anything but then he's got a date with her
3: uh I don't remember I don't think so
4: Oh okay, darn. All right, I, I'm I'm mixing them up then.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what? So overall, what do you guys think of this movie? Uh, I think it's as
4: a, as far as a horror movie goes, it's not a very good horror movie. It, there's n- no scares in it. Um, it, it's just more boring.
0: Yeah. The uh, my, my thing is is that you know it was nothing really. Happened Even when the big action scenes occurred, it wasn't like, you know, previous, you know, movies of this time period um, where, you know, they they tried to do some cool things with it, but it all just turned out to be boring and not interesting at all. Um, It was more interesting reading up on the movie after the fact, you know, and and seeing some of that, that a lot of the homoeroticism was kind of um, done on purpose, you know, more than... You know, just accidentally doing it um, in the movie. Um, so, so you know, that that was more interesting to me than actually watching the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Just, uh, real quick, because I, I wanted to continue before my dog yeah, yeah. just <laughs> burst through the door. Uh, <laughs> professionalism. Uh, Put I, the dog I, on the stream. Yeah. Is it a human face dog? Dogs or hashtag no, no, it's not even face dog. Uh, it's just a dog, dog. But uh, I, I was very disappointed with the, the kills in this movie. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, you're coming off of one of probably one of the most iconic death scenes in a horror genre in the horror genre with Johnny Depp's blood geyser.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I, th- that's up. Uh, that's one of the best to me. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's a good effect. And now like, you do have the part where he rips out of Jesse's body, which was cool. Yeah. But then it's just like he goes around slashing guys and you don't even see the slashing happen. Just like, yeah. oh, you know, they go flying away. Like, eh. you know, it's very it was subpar out of yeah. all this. He, and he's had some pretty good kills, you know, and they've ranged from gory to cartoonish. But this one just they really let you down on the gore factor.
3: Yeah, I'm actually reading my old review of this on um, on the site, and that's one of the notes I made in the gore section was that like there are there are maybe four four deaths in this in this movie, but only two of them are of any consequence. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know it's the the gym teacher and Grady. Other than that, there are really no other deaths of anybody we have ever actually met before.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did wonder through the movie if the casting director. Cast um, that, that the guy is Grady to just sort of give off a Johnny Depp vibe. Yeah, in that, I can see that. You know, in in that you know because is that I don't know. It was just weird that he felt like um, I couldn't tell the way they introduced him whether it was like okay, is this like an antagonist or are they friends? Right,
3: they became like, friends very quickly.
0: Quickly, I, I was gonna say
4: it was a really strange friendship because yeah. they get into that big fight on the. What was it? They get on the softball, softball. field, and he—I think he hits like a girl. That guy, first of all, because he hits a line drive right, uh, right at Jesse, and it doesn't. He just like, oh, that kind of hurt, and gets up and shakes it off. Like,
0: <laughs> a line drive
4: to the head should have concussed him at the very least, knocked yeah. him out the most.
0: Yeah, any kind of athlete, male, female, mm-hmm. that that can hit a ball as hard as that one's supposed to be should knock him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he should have been down for the count.
4: But he just gets up, oh, you know, I'm fine, just a little I got a little dust on me. Yeah. And and then it really picks up where this this whole movie shows a lot of butts. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of butts. A lot of male butts in this movie. <laughs> a lot of male butts. And I'll give them credit for that because it's always female butts. You right? That's yep. what that's what people care about. But no, that nightmare in Elm, Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge, that it turns it on its head. We're going to show guys' asses.
0: Did, did you scream coward at the screen when it didn't show the full Monty on the gym teacher?
4: <laughs> no, no I, I did not scream coward at work while watching this movie. Yeah. I, did, I didn't want to frighten anyone.
3: It's probably the most sexualized Nightmare on Elm Street, regardless. I mean, most of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies do not have a lot of sex in them. They sound like Friday no. the 13th. No. Um, so it's interesting that this one... The one well, that seems to embrace the homosexual undertones um, was kind of the, like the the sexiest, really. Well, you
4: can't really because the movie is about a child molester, right? So you can't uh, really child
3: uh, child murderer. Never th- confirmed in the in the original series. Never confirmed that he molested children in the remake. Is that the remake then? In the remake, they make they make every mention of the fact that he molested Nancy. Mm, I don't know. I think yeah, yeah, I think you're right actually, yeah, because he's just uh, he
4: murders the kids. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. So yep. I don't I don't recall them talking about that in the original. They're very uh, specific. Freddy. Okay, All right, fair enough. But still, you can't. What are you gonna? Sh- you can't really show that, I guess. Regardless, I think the
3: only the only thing I could think of is in Nightmare on Elm Street three, the kid um, has the sexy dream, and then Freddy tur- turns into Freddy.
4: Oh, and well, he's always after Nancy. Right, so he sexualizes that. Yeah, I think bottom line
3: is no one wants to see a burn victim do the nasty. <laughs> Probably not. Right. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars Mark Patton, Kim Myers, Robert Rustler, Clue Gulager, who we will mention later on in this month as part of Return of the Living Dead, Ooh. and of course Robert England. It has an IMDb score of 5.5 and a Rotten Tomato score of 41%. It's too high. Budget, $3 million. Before we say that? Oh, it's too high. <laughs> budget, $3 million. Grossed a whopping $30 million. It Wow. Ten times its budget made. And Freddy was big. Freddy was big in 1985. So what do you guys say? We get into the plot at this yep, point. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. get right into it. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from a friend of the podcast. So we will be right back. Okay, coming back in three, two, one. All right, time to get into plot for a Nightmare on Elm Street 2: Freddy's Revenge. This movie takes place five years after the first movie, when a new family moves into the Thompson house from the first film. We are introduced to the Walshes, including Jesse, seventeen-year-old son, who I guess moves into Nancy's room and he immediately starts having nightmares. First off, is he dreams that he is on the school bus. And Freddy Krueger's driving that bus into some sort of some sort of ditch or like a ravine, a ravine. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the desert
4: part, part of, yeah. It, so the I was gonna say the a suburb all of a sudden turns into the desert.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Right, he may make, he makes just like a quick right, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. just as far as the eye can see.
3: Yeah, it's like a quarry or something like that. Yeah, more more than likely. But anyway. Uh, Freddie, in between movies, picked up a job as a uh, bus driver. As <laughs> a bus driver, got to make a living somehow. He's got no power because, like that, that school bus goes over the edge, and um, Jesse doesn't die in the first one. That probably would have killed him. Yeah,
4: every, everyone, uh, Well, I think he's day- I think he's dreaming about those two girls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Making fun of him.
3: Yep. Because he's okay.
4: gay.
3: <laughs> I thought they were just making fun of him because his hair looked terrible. Yeah, probably that too. Yeah. Um. We so he wakes up in a, in a sweat, comes down the stairs. We get a nice breakfast scene where his sister is yeah. eating cereal. Uh, Mark, I feel like you really want to announce what this name, the name of the cereal is. Wow. Well, it's um. Oh, oh, I thought you were gonna. Invite uh, it. Yeah, I was
4: gonna say. It sounded like you knew, man. You were all ready for it. The name of the cereal is Fu Manchu's. <laughs> and, it, and it comes yep. with... Uh, Spelled what
0: was it? C-H-E-W.
4: <laughs> what, is it a Chinese finger trap or was it the nail? It was the nail, I believe. Okay, that, yeah, I couldn't remember. But little, man.
3: Nice light racism to start off this movie.
4: I, I did a uh, Amazon <laughs> and an eBay search just to see if that was real. I couldn't find anything.
3: <laughs> I was
4: going to order myself some Fu Manchus,
3: part of a daily balanced breakfast. There you go. Um. Then we meet his girlfriend Lisa, who's uh, a rich girl. He pretty quickly, has a girlfriend though. He's like the new kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good I, for him. So. Right. Yeah. He makes moves. He's making moves, yeah. getting in on that rich, that rich ass. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <That> rich ass.
0: <laughs> yeah. They they make a it, the the whole part of that which um it the first day she comes uh to get driven to school she comes to the house and then every other scene after that he runs out of the house jumps in the car and drives away <laughs> so uh, what's the the setup here That's you know a good point
4: i didn't <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah
0: yeah yeah and and also i couldn't i couldn't 100 figure out how the car worked either
4: it, that reminds me <laughs> have you ever seen those memes at the writers of game of thrones with benaroth yeah where they'll be like yeah we sort of forgot that daenerys can fly so it's like yeah we sort
3: of forgot that jesse has a car <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we got they go to school uh it's gym class we meet grady where they kind of have a a heated relationship together and yeah. um, there's the softball yeah, scene
0: yeah now now is it me or did they make him seem more like a nerd in the opening scene than he seems in the rest of the movie jesse
4: yeah sort of yeah, yeah that, he looked really really different from the rest of the movie maybe that's just how he sees himself i would assume right because he's maybe he's very withdrawn and that's the point of coming out i would imagine right Mm
3: -hmm.
4: yeah it's definitely possible
3: uh so grady we so uh, how how would you guys grade this softball scene
4: worse than what was the uh
3: Sleepaway
4: the, camp yes yeah way worse than sleepaway camp
3: better the, than twilight
4: yes yeah so it's in the middle so it ranks second in our and <laughs> how did uh they called this a movie's softball scenes right. yeah uh i mean i could again i could have done without uh with, what's the guy's name grady yeah. The, uh, yeah his friend i don't know why he pulled his pants down I guess that's a typical high school maneuver back in yeah. the 80s. I
3: don't know. Why is he pulling his pants down? Why isn't he wearing underwear? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> and, and, all,
3: and all the girls are laughing. and Yeah.
0: yeah and, and the girls are also doing the very 80s movie suburban thing of they were doing archery. That's and, true.
3: Girls can't, camp. girls can't play softball, Mark. They play, play archery.
0: I, I will have to ask a family member that was... Uh, either a teenager in their 20s at the time was like, was archery big in the mid-80s? Yeah, the uh,
4: the, <laughs> the archery boom. I, and also,
3: I don't think you play at archery. I guess you practice archery? Yeah, arch. right. Do you, or do you, is it just arching? Do you just arch? Just, you just arch. Right.
4: <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the... Uh, what's the verb? Right? What, art, you're, art, archery. Yeah, you're shooting? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done the archery before. I just want to let you know. And I don't I've know. done many
3: archeries. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know what the. I don't know what the proper term is. <laughs> so they get into a fight, him and Grady, on the ball field, and then the uh, the coach punishes them by making them do push-ups until basically whenever he fucking feels like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he hit the showers, and they have a little more conversation. He goes home, and that's it. And then we get and scene again at the uh the table at the kitchen table where his dad is like you can't do anything until you clean your room start unpacking shit and then we have the dance scene to end all dance scenes
4: oh the worst (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i remember at at work uh this scene comes on and a buddy goes oh you're watching this for your podcast and i go yeah like, is it bad? And we're like, well, just take a look at this scene. And and he goes, oh, wow. That's pretty terrible.
3: And he was right. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, gyrating, shaking his ass, putting on sunglasses like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. (laughs) And they were like Elton John sunglasses. Yeah. Trying to be a real cool guy. (laughs) And there is no point to the scene. It's just a scene in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it, It
0: exists. And it... It's a completely different expectation of what song you think is going to come out of that radio.
3: What song is it again?
0: Um, oh, I don't know.
3: Mark was... on something that he brought up that he didn't. Come no, no, of... no,
0: no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I was expecting like hair metal or something mm-hmm. to come out of oh, kinda...
3: touch me, me. Parentheses all night long.
0: Yeah.
4: Again, I mean, they really just hit you over the head with the sexual al- sexuality yeah. in this movie. So
3: yeah, yeah. He's like gyrating with something towards his crotch, like a stick of some sort. His and he's playing he, around with it like it's his dick. I I, just, I like the
4: uh, he puts the sunglasses on and he does that one move where it's like it's a fluid move where he puts it on and bam he does like the finger gun. It's like <laughs> I don't he's pointing at someone that's not there. Like yeah this is this is happening you know <laughs> I'm fucking cool and it's just like well, Jesse's a fucking <laughs> dork. Let's <literally. laughs> just yeah. right. right. I was gonna say I like I'm super nerdy and I've never done that in my life. Even when when I was in high school and I was at, like, that's, like, peak, you know, like, outcast, I never did that in my room.
0: Yeah, the, uh, gyrating
4: around. Boom, my my favorite guns. part
0: of this scene is the very beginning of it, when he just takes that box and dumps everything into the one drawer and goes, how about that, dad? He just shows <laughs> in his room. <laughs> I, expect,
4: <laughs> I expected, uh, I kind of expected D Snyder
3: to bust through the room yeah. and start playing, we're not gonna take it. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah,
4: I've.
3: In general, movie dance sequences where like it's not a it's not a musical always just rub me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's like people don't do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, very. Uh, at least I hope not. Yeah. Honestly, like we're in people, trouble as a species. Like there's almost like a subgenre of movies where people dance around together in their kitchen to a song that comes on the radio. Sure. Specifically, sure. like the Big Chill. Is the one movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> and there's like a subgenre of movies of people just singing and dancing around to a song that plays on the radio. And like no one does that. This no. is embarrassing. This is a white I, people move. I think that's not even a white people
4: move because I mean I've hung out with white people my whole life, and we've I've never been in anyone's house where you know we're just kind of hanging out and I don't know like Chumbawamba comes on the uh, <laughs> the radio. We're like oh let's jam out. Like I gotta go home. i am very uncomfortable (laughs) i get knocked down and i do not get
3: back (laughs) up again i go right home (laughs) yeah (laughs) plus some gin blossoms quietly in my room my headphones on yeah well yeah i think that was more of our uh our speed i guess our
4: generation was very uh leave me alone i don't i'm not going anywhere and it's
3: I guess the 80s, they were just more, you
4: know, we're having a good time, guys. Let's let's just dance yeah, for let's
3: no reason. Yeah, a
0: little more coke. <laughs> yeah.
3: In the late in the late 90s, early 2000s, we just kind of, you know, put Adam's song slightly low on, in our room. <laughs> that, that's what I was. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out in my room,
4: shades drawn. The world Animal doesn't understand me. I, I <laughs> <My> parents <laughs> just don't understand.
0: <laughs> You guys would have been Cure fans in the 80s.
4: Probably. We're well, not Flock of Seagulls, right? Or uh, was it NoFX? Were they 80s? I don't know. I can't
3: remember. But yeah, I, I agree, Mark. That's probably a good a good call. <laughs> uh, at this point, we start seeing that the house is acting quite odd. It's unbearably hot. Uh, the appliances aren't working. Parakeets are exploding. <laughs> yes. Our pets' heads are falling
0: off. You, you did this. You put a cherry bomb in there. <laughs>
3: So right. uh yeah Jesse's dad thinks he's a sociopath <laughs> blowing up the parakeet. Does, at one point does he ask him if he's on drugs?
1: I think That's so. so. I, yeah.
3: I,
4: like, they confront him in front of the uh the stair uh the staircase I'm like listen Jesse, are you on drugs? It's just like man this is so typical of of this kind of movie. Like if something is remotely up with your kid it's got to be drugs. Got to be drugs. It's always it can't be anything else. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, he uh, Jesse continues to have some nightmares and they're they're really just like foreboding. Really, Freddie's come to him and he's not really threatening him, but he's like, you know, I got a plan and you're going to help me with my plan. You've got the body and I've got the brains, kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Together, we're going to go far. Yeah. Um, so he kind of confides in Lisa. He finds uh, Nancy's diary, which for some reason is still in the house, where he starts to learn about who this Freddy Krueger guy is. I take a trip to the factory, the old abandoned factory at one point, and they find out nothing. Um, and then one night, the, the dreams turn to sleepwalking. And uh, One night, Jesse wakes up, starts to sleepwalk, heading downtown, goes all over until he winds up in a gay nightclub where he runs into his coach just decked out in all leather daddy uh oh, garments yeah it's it's pretty funny it, yeah. I don't did, I don't think anyone dressed that way either did the people that, used to do it was just like he was wearing like leather chaps I mean I haven't seen cruising starring al Pacino but I feel like that's a thing <laughs> it's uh it, it, they have the dominatrix kind of thing going on right yeah in in that club yeah I love terrible, daddy. terrible timing for yeah. Jesse I mean, but at this point, if you're so here's the weird like the thing, like you would think that if you, if you were to can like finish the sentence of what's going to happen next, like the, the gym teacher is going to come on to Jesse. But instead, he does something that's completely out of his jurisdiction, especially for middle of the night. He takes Jesse to the school and then punishes him by making him do sprints around the gym. Yeah. Why
4: not just send him home like a responsible person or yeah. just a sane person? Yeah. The
3: gym teacher is partially responsible for his own death. Yes. Because yes. right? he should have just sent him home. Yeah. He's got like, what? why is he punishing him? Because he's in a nightclub and he's not 21? Or why not just wait till the next school day? Yeah. Right? Like, listen, we're yeah. going
4: to talk about this tomorrow. Like, uh, So if, if you think about it, in the real world if you're a teacher is that how you would handle that right you wouldn't you wouldn't take them to the school because now you're trespassing essentially on yeah. right private property you have no reason to be there so if anything were to happen which something does
3: happen it's kind of on you yeah no absolutely if if like if Jesse has a heart attack while he's running sprints off hours oh he's going to jail in school yeah that's negligence Oh, uh, he's yeah, he's going away for a long time. He should have just been like, hey, and why would you punish a guy that's gonna out? Like, uh, it's 1985. I'm sure the, the gym teacher is not out. hmm So, and why would you punish the kid that sees you dressed up all in leather in a gay bar? Wouldn't you just be like, hey, you know, uh, you just don't tell anybody about this, and maybe I'll go a little bit easier on you. You don't make right. it harder on that kid. Right. You, he's gonna tell everybody. You, you pull that right yeah you pull the simpsons episode where
4: uh, bart and homer are playing hooky the the, the teacher who knew t- or the boy who knew too much how and, do you do yeah, sir? good day and they just say sucker and then run away <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. you do it. like oh uh you have that what what happens in real life is if i'm at that kind of bar in the 80s and i see my teacher at that kind of bar you kind of give that little nod of understanding like we're going to keep this on the dl mm-hmm. the the lowest of the dl's
3: yes the lowest of the d's
4: yeah exactly uh
3: yeah because because if i if i slip walk wound up at a gay bar found my gym teacher there he took me to the school and he made me run sprints assuming he doesn't get killed by freddy krueger the mm-hmm. next day i'm telling everybody right and, and
4: <laughs> we should probably put this out there we're not saying that being at a gay bar is bad we're no, not not at honest, all. but if we as, that's kind of like seeing your teacher at a strip club you're sure. gonna tell everyone yeah right because you're you're a teenager like seeing your teacher outside of school is like the biggest news ever like yeah. oh i saw mr aquino
3: at the mall yesterday yeah. what whoa yeah <laughs> he yeah. has well, like, a life
1: yeah. like yeah.
3: varsity blues when they find out that their exactly. teacher's a stripper Like you don't be like, all right, well we're going to school and you're gonna write on the chalkboard a thousand times (laughs) because you saw me at my second job as a stripper. You'd be like, hey, don't mention this to anybody and uh, we'll be cool. Right. Hey, what did you you needed A a,
4: a B to pass the class? I got you. Don't worry about it. We don't punish
3: the kid. Because no. again, I'd tell everybody right, you I, wouldn't believe who I saw and then made me run sprints off hours. <laughs> yeah, of oh, the Oops. the uh, Schneider, yeah, he would be fired immediately, yeah.
0: so yeah. fast. <laughs> and, and and essentially, you don't do the punishment because the the punishment isn't the, what's going to get him fired. It's being in 1985 and where the kids saw him at.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, it's, that,
0: it, unfortunately, it's what's
4: going to get him yeah. fired. You're probably right. You know?
0: That that's the more confusing thing. If you take your mind back to that time period, is why would he punish this kid when he knows that if he's out it at that time, you know, that he could lose his job. And also, that,
3: it, ain't, it ain't a part of it. Ain't your goddamn business. You're a yeah. gym teacher. <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, I mean, he is drinking underage. So is he?
3: he's just there.
4: I, well, he was going to drink, right? He, he had a, a beer.
3: beer. Uh, did he have a beer? I, don't yeah, I think
4: so. Because he ordered he, a beer. Reach
3: for it, right, Mark? Oh, that's right. He,
0: And they give Uh him a shot, uh, a a scotch glass for some reason to pour the beer in.
4: Yeah, very, very fancy. Uh, But, yeah, that's when the the gym teacher stops him. And next scene is he's making him run laps. But, yeah, I I think if anything, you stop him from drinking illegally. And then the next scene should have just been your son was uh, is the, the shot of him in the doorway. I found your son at a gay bar. And then that's how it ends. Right. That's that's the end of that scene.
3: Yeah, Yeah. he doesn't need to explain himself to Jesse's parents.
0: Yeah, and it's also another moment where, um, you know, they make a reference earlier in the movie and then have to pay it off with something later that we've seen in a lot of the movies we watched, where the uh, the friend uh, says something like, yeah, I hear that he even goes to, you know, some kind of mention like S&M Club or something. Okay. Um, You know, he makes a mention early, Grady, earlier in the movie. So, of course, you know, that's you know, to set up his death, that's obviously where he's going to find him and go through the story. It's one of those things where, you know, you can tell sort of watching these, um, things is like scenes they wrote and sort of like, okay, you know, I have this idea on how to kill, you know, this, this character. Um, well, let's connect it to something earlier in the movie. Sure. It's, it's
3: Chekhov's gun. Yeah. He introduces it in the first act. You got, the guns got to use it. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, as we said, the coach, uh, after he tells uh, Jesse to hit the showers and when he's in the showers, uh, Freddie kind of takes control over his environment, which he never did in the first one, and starts tying up the coach and stripping him in the showers and whips him a couple of times until then he just finally uh, stabs him in the chest with his uh, with his claws. Or was it Jesse? Dun 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 dun! dun.
1: dun. <laughs>
3: Because Jesse winds up with the, uh, the glove and on his hand after this whole moment. Um, and yeah. then the next scene, oh, we're going to say, this?
4: yeah, I was going to say, now this is something where you could possibly, you can switch it. You can kind of flip the script a little bit and make it so that Freddie isn't responsible at all in this movie, sure. right? Maybe it's just uh, Jesse is, he's not all there mentally and yep. he's, he's reading up about Freddie he finds the glove that's there and it's actually Jesse killing these people thinking, like, oh, it's, all, it's always Freddy, it's always Freddy, and it just only turned out to be Jesse. Yep,
3: yeah, but they didn't do that. Nope. Um, at least not on the surface level. Maybe yeah, and... maybe the whole end is a dream sequence, like taxi driver, but uh, mm-hmm. Jesse, um, at yeah. least in the, in the idea of this movie, Jesse is not a murderer.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, that... The whole point is, um, you know, that he becomes aware that he's doing it. Yes. You know, but and he, he uh, knows and when it's horrified coming by on by it. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. He knows when Freddie's taking over, essentially.
0: Yeah. It's not one of those surprise things.
4: Yeah. He can't control
3: his urges to kill.
4: He essentially becomes a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it.
4: Yeah. It's just and, at random intervals.
0: And, and at the end of this scene is what you brought up earlier, Dan, with the drugs thing. Mm-hmm. is where they bring him in the cops cuz they find him naked on the highway and the dad does that 80s thing where he gets in close and goes where are you getting it from where are you buying mm-hmm.
4: right yeah I, mean, <laughs> I i don't have a kid but that one, I, I don't think i would jump to that conclusion first of all i would think that something's wrong with my kid yeah but i would i would not immediately jump to the uh the drug square
0: yeah yeah but 85 is also the height of dare and all that other stuff going on. So that's
4: true. And this is just another thing that you have to worry about as a child yeah. or as a, a parent. Yeah. Your child just like wandering the highway naked. Yep. Well, Nancy nope. Reagan tried to put a stop to it. <laughs> I don't have kids. That's my message. Yeah. If our um, listeners learn anything, it's that.
3: So cops bring them on. And there's this is actually where I mentioned earlier where they go to the factory. That actually have, happens in this scene. Learn the history of Freddy just a little bit uh, through newspaper clippings and everything like that. They go home. Jesse, the next night, almost kills his sister. Uh, just uh, Freddy takes over his body and kind of cryptically stands over her while she sleeps. Uh, but he is able to uh, to push back against Freddy and is able to not kill his sister, which is nice because she's young. Yeah. Want to kill her. <laughs> then we have all of a sudden uh, we have a party at Lisa's. And everybody's there. Lisa's parents are there. All the kids are there. They were the and, cool parents. Yeah, they're the cool parents because they're rich. They got a pool. And then Lisa's mom goes to her dad. And they're like, hey, why don't we go inside? Wink, wink. <laughs> and they, so uh, they go inside to go to Poundtown. Um, my favorite part of the scene is that the kids get louder when they turn off the lights. Uh, woo! Yeah, they start yeah. Ho- hooting and hollering. Like, wouldn't you want to get, like, wouldn't you want to, wouldn't you think that the party is almost over when their parents are asleep? It's like, yeah. hey, you kids, shut it down. I'm trying to sleep over Yeah, here. At least, like, all right, let, let's wrap it up
4: a little bit. Yeah. Or at least, you know, maybe move it to inside, or I guess not inside, because there was a lot of
3: them. Yeah. yeah. But Lisa's yeah. parents are still fucking, which is good for good for them. Yeah. yeah. Still yeah. maintaining a healthy sexual relationship. Right. Well into their 40s, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah.
0: yeah and I just, did, go ahead. I was going to say, I did enjoy how everything gets like really wild here like they all of a sudden the beer comes rolling out and everybody grabs a partner and all of a sudden one girl just takes off her top and throws it in the pool and it's like the parents are like right they're The windows here. are open. <laughs> right.
4: right it, it's not all of a sudden no holds barred
0: yeah
4: right. they're, they're not up at their lake house and uh mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. It just, yeah it goes from zero to 60 very quickly yeah, yeah. it's
3: like they're literally still awake but i right. guess like their bone, everyone knows. It's like, oh, Je- Lisa's parents, they're going to go have sex. So now's our time to, to party. Now's our time to have sex. Yeah. If they're doing it, we should be able to do it. Uh, So Jesse's there and he's being real emo and goes into the cabana. Lisa follows him. They start making out. Start. Lisa wants to go to pound town. And Jesse's like faking it until he figures out an excuse to leave. That's when his tongue starts turn into Jess, into Freddy's tongue. Lisa might not have uh, minded that because it's like six feet long. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she was digging it. Yeah, she was down. Yeah, I, I uh, think
4: she was just in the throes of passion.
3: Yeah, she didn't notice.
4: It could have been but... Jesse. It could have been Freddy. It didn't matter to her.
3: Nope. I
1: could that have been the
0: cavitated head of a brain surgeon. It could there have go.
3: Been. I would have liked that. <sighs> So, Jesse Jesse freaks out, and he leaves, and he, of all places, he heads to Grady's house. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point. Why wasn't Grady invited? That's he was grounded.
0: Oh, for what? Was he grounded? I don't know why, but I think that was their excuse to have him not there. My old to man
3: he told grounded. me they couldn't come. Yeah. My yeah. old man. That's
4: pretty good. I, I didn't know. I thought, for some reason, I thought that was Grady's house, but yeah, yeah it well, makes, yeah, no, the, makes sense. Yeah, the, just
3: the directionality kind of just seems all off, because in terms of how quickly Jesse gets from Grady's house to Lisa's house and you know vice versa it's just like it's instantaneous so it almost seems like they're like just like next door neighbors obviously yeah. maybe they were they live next to each other which makes it even better right
4: because then it's uh because then he wasn't invited and he has to listen to the <laughs>
3: party yeah.
0: and also the fact that they're still having the loud party and when the cops pull up <laughs> across the street <laughs> yeah uh,
3: i'm curious uh, so, uh, he goes to, uh, I'll make my point later. Uh, he goes to Grady's house. He tells Grady's like, there's, he literally says there's someone trying to get inside of my body and Grady makes oh, a joke yeah. about that's Lisa. Yeah, she's Trying to get up all, all up in your business.
0: She's laying in a cabana right now.
3: Yeah. Um, so Jesse's there. He's like, just gotta, I just need someone to basically watch me and not make sure I don't do something crazy. hmm um, so Grady's like, okay, we're friend- we've been friends for like a day and a half. That's fine. Yeah,
4: we're cool now. Yeah.
3: And then, uh, so Jesse falls asleep for a little bit, and he wakes up, and he starts going nuts, saying that Fre- it's happening again. Eventually, Freddie climbs out of Jesse's body, which is probably the coolest scene in the movie.
4: It is pr- like the the eye looking yeah. through the mouth. Yeah. I, I I think that's probably the best part. Yeah. So and it, then- I give them credit for this scene.
3: Yeah, so he climbs out of Jesse's body and he kills Grady. Um and then he's and then it, it kind of pulls back and it reveals that once again Jesse is holding the uh, the the claws of Freddy. So I I'm interested to see how he gets out of that room. He he goes through the window. Does he go through the window? Yeah. Because okay.
4: the the dad's trying to bust the door down and he's oh, yeah. just standing there. You killed him. You killed him. Yeah. And then he I also to want to see the trial, you know. Yeah.
0: Right, how great would
3: that be, right?
4: Like it wasn't me, it was Freddy. You know, like, that's impossible. Freddy's, you know,
3: Freddy's you been dead. That. Freddy's been dead for thirty years. <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: it's so then Then we have Nightmare on Elm Street three, Freddy's Trial. Yeah, and you push back uh, Dream Warriors to Freddy four. So there, there's <laughs> a whole way to do this.
3: Yeah, I mean, just the I just want to see like the invest like the interrogations of Jesse. Until they beat a confession out of him.
4: <laughs> I did it. I did it. I'm sorry.
3: Said <laughs> uh, so so Jesse... you killed Grady. <laughs> Jesse then goes back to Lisa's house and he tells Lisa that he killed, killed Grady, but it wasn't him. It was Freddy. And then again, Freddy takes over Jesse's body um, and he starts chasing Lisa around the house. Meanwhile, the pool starts getting super hot um uh, people start boiling in the pool <laughs> hey,
4: What what a lame use of his powers
3: i'm this gonna make is, it
4: really hot and
3: and like anywhere i go yeah freddy does not come off well in the scene because um like lisa throws like a like a a sweater at him <laughs> and ah. he's able to slow him down
1: oh god
3: <laughs> i'm not supposed to get wool in my eye yeah. it's cashmere he's like being really careful with the cashmere sweater she was like i know this is expensive
4: (laughs) um maybe the director was like listen this is my wife's you can't damage this all right all right just carefully oh no and then puts it down
3: (laughs) he just comes off like really impotent in this scene like she's just like kind of slowly running through her house and he like can't catch her <laughs> and he's just he, like, he might have, uh, yeah. go ahead. No, he's just like, it's just like he he's coming off really terrible for the guy that you know exploded Johnny Depp in a bed and dragged Tina across mm. the ceiling, uh, right? And made Nancy at least seem like a formidable opponent in the first one. And here he's just like, I don't know. He's just he's slow <laughs> and he's just letting
4: Lisa get away. He, uh, yeah, uh, I think he like twisted an ankle or something. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But, the, uh, oh, yeah ahead, this,
0: this would have been more, part of my make it better would have been if there was a cut at some point and it was just Jesse and not, you yeah. know, Freddie. Like, oh, that would explain why, you know, he was a little, you know, less aggressive or right. less. Right. You know, uh, yeah. unrelenting.
3: A lot of this movie would make more sense if the whole time you see Freddy, it's actually Jesse. Yes. Yeah. Because there's once Lisa gets out of the house and we'll just go right to it, he starts randomly killing party goers, like just slashing them, and we're they're really kind of lame. There's like no there's no gore. Yeah. It's mostly happening no. like with their back towards the camera and you see him slash out across the front. It, it's essentially
4: then... right, it's essentially in the old westerns when they would get shot and like you grab their stomach and just fall yeah. over.
3: Yeah. But I, I like the, uh,
4: I like the one guy who tries to talk down the uh, homicide yeah that, that's that what i was gonna say out of nowhere
3: that's gonna say man if... listen man be cool yeah it's okay man we're all here to... so like if that's jesse so put jesse in that scene it's much and, better it, it makes make so much more sense total, because they know him yeah
4: right it's like you're trying to talk down a friend like all right man yeah. just relax we're gonna we're all here for you yeah but no it's uh, yeah let me let me talk to the the madman who jumped out of a pool or whatever yeah it's
0: he 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 ray mysterioed it out from in front of the pool.
4: Oh, that's yeah. I just remember the pool was there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so silly and over the top,
3: and but it's not good, silly and over the
4: top, right.
3: And so uh, eventually Lisa's dad goes to get his rifle, goes to shoot Freddie. Uh, Lisa stops him from shooting her because she knows that somewhere in there Jesse is still there. So he he tries to shoot, doesn't work, and then Freddy leaves. And Lisa assumes that he's going to the factory. So she drives there to the factory. She encounters those weird dogs with people faces, which is for some reason an homage to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And they do nothing, right? They just hang. Yep. They're they're just just there. yep. Um, and Lisa has a final showdown with Freddy, and yeah, this, she's appealing to the Jesse side of Freddy. Yeah.
0: This, at, at any point, I may have missed this, um at any point while she's walking through that factory does she ever do the whispering to herself like this isn't real this isn't real i don't think so you know no that
3: because that's not so in the first movie that's how you defeat that's how nancy essentially defeats freddy is by you know i i I don't think it's not that he's not real it's that she does she's not afraid of him i think is is how she turns him into nothing but in this one she stops freddie but because of love he melts right. because of love Yep, um be-
0: they, which is they, always
4: the, the best end. it's the pennywise of uh takedown right, right. you're nothing yeah. you're just a clown oh, oh god no yeah this my is my one just, weakness
3: this is just jesse i love you fight back you can do it i love you i love you i love you and then he yeah. kind of he does the He does the Ghostbusters ending where, uh, you know, he cracked, you break away the outer shell of Freddy and there's Jesse inside, which is kind of weird because first it was Jesse and then Freddy comes out of Jesse and then at the end, Jesse comes out of Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. How does he get into Freddy? This movie does not follow any rules that even it decides, you know.
4: Right, I, and I guess maybe they're banking on that. Like, hey, you know, we can just play around with this. He's he's a supernatural slasher.
3: Sure, maybe. And uh, and that's that's the, the the climax of the movie. And then we get a final scene callback uh, on the school bus. Uh, Jesse's finally happy it's over. And then uh, once again, Freddie winds up as the bus driver as they drive off into yeah. the, the quarry once again.
0: Yeah, the, be- the beginning of this scene makes his friends the most understanding 80s characters of all time. Like when he starts freaking out on the bus, you know, yeah. you know, two girls are like, it's okay. Everything's mm-hmm. cool, man. Like, <laughs> Just lay back and enjoy the vibes. vibes. You yeah. know, like not not going, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, or, or getting away from him on the bus or something. Right. It's like it's such a, it's such a weird, like, weird yeah, way to take it.
4: No one, no one acts normal in this movie. Everyone, yeah. and that's the eighties, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like they're even. They're just like about the whole Freddie situation. They're like, well, I'm glad that's over. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> yeah. That Good was mild to bad rubbish for a week.
3: <laughs> right. It was like it was like they talked about it like it was midterms. So I was like, man, finally over with. <laughs> right. we'll get back to our normal lives.
0: Who cares if one of our friends is for... dead?
3: Yeah. Can't wait for winter vacation. <laughs> yeah, now we get back to fucking in the back of Volkswagens <laughs> and watching.
4: Uh, Great, we're not. Who? Who's the? Uh, the girl? What's her name again? I'm sorry. Lisa. Yeah, I was gonna saying. Now we can get back to watching Lisa's parents bone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that is Freddy. That is Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. Surprisingly short movie. Like not a whole lot happens. Thankfully, yeah. it's short. Because yeah. this movie really doesn't have a lot of substance. It is an oddball movie. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I, I, I agreed with your analogy that it was the Halloween 3 of the mm. Nightmare uh, series. Yeah. The, I, I, I guess they just wanted to take it and see what they can do with the rules. And it, it did well at the box office, obviously. We said, yeah. said that it did, what, ten times its uh, its yeah. budget. So people enjoyed it. But to me, it didn't age well. No.
0: Yeah, and and it very much felt like, and it's made more sense after, you know, you read up on it, where, you know, uh, maybe this guy had a great, you know, or thought he had a great script about, you know, coming to terms with your sexuality and coming out of the closet and all. And since the time period was in, you know, kind of tried to bake it into, you know, a horror movie or you know the thing where he could get his point across mm-hmm. um without you know alienating people sure. um with it but because that's where the difference feels it's like it's more in the writing um and the sort of story structure of it than you know um the way you know the way it's shot or anything like sure. that yeah
3: funny funny you should mention that distinction because uh, David Chaskin was the writer of this film and he thought his uh, homoerotic undertones were very obvious and apparent. And Jack Shoulder, the director, came out and said he had no idea. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's always good to be on the same page. <laughs> yeah, because one complete, was, what, he was taken yeah, completely by surprise.
0: Yeah, yeah. One was shooting it like a um, like a Nightmare on Elm Street horror movie, and the other one was writing it as this, you know, um, uh. uh Analogy uh, of a you know vulnerable time in someone's life. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what that conversation was like. I mean, like they were like, hey, uh, the director goes to the writer, like, hey, here's what be- these people are saying about our movie. They're saying that like it's a it's a, a metaphor for coming out as homosexual. Can you believe that? It's like, um... oh yeah, I totally wrote that in. It's like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I had no fucking clue, man. <laughs> Next time, warn a guy. Jeez,
4: I had well, no idea. <laughs> I would, I would enjoy that.
3: Ignorant that Jack shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess what's done is done. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can't unmake the movie. <laughs> right. I mean, that's pretty cool on our part, I guess. Right. <laughs> a happy coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess that that is the uh, the plot of Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two freddy's revenge uh usually we uh we talk about um what we would do to make this better kind of feel like we've talked about that already uh, yeah so i, I you think guys we're
0: be... all in agreement um of what the one major thing that would make this better okay you know So you, you guys
3: mean, okay go ahead mark
0: i was going to say in the fact that it, it should just be jesse the whole time and not freddy yeah I think
3: that would make that. It just makes more sense. Once again, this is my Jaws 2 theory. of Jaws 2 would be so much better if there was no shark. Mm -hmm. And it was just Chief Brody coming to terms with that he has post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. That would make Jaws 2 even better. Same thing with this movie. If there was no Freddy and it was was Jesse coming to terms with his schizophrenia, I suppose. I'm, I'm
4: always for... The there is no killer. It's always the uh, protagonist. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a cool concept. That's not really used very often.
3: Sure. I guess nowadays it's kind of more common.
4: Yeah. I get. Well, I couldn't think of a movie really
3: not off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Number. I'm sure want it's to. out there. Number 23. I feel like that was the twist in that. Yeah. A Jim Carrey. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Um. So rather than do how do we make this better? Got a couple of games for you. You guys interested? Games, yeah. Yeah, why not? All right. Okay, so uh, I got two. One's for Mark and one is for Dan. Who wants to go first? Uh, Let's go with Mark. Okay. Mark, for you, I have Name the Film Franchise. Okay. So I will give you the subtitle of one of the sequels, and I will give you two choices. Okay. Okay? Now the first one is Afterlife. Is that from Resident Evil or Underworld? That's
0: uh, that's Resident Evil. That's
3: correct. Number two, The Awakening. Is that The Omen or Children of the Corn? The Omen? That's correct. Wow, look at Mark. Two, uh, Lord of the Dead. Is that oh. Wishmaster or Phantasm? <laughs> that's a tough one. Uh,
0: uh, Phantasm.
3: That's correct. Oh Wow. <laughs> look at Mark killing it blood feud is that hellraiser or pumpkin head
0: um hellraiser
3: that's incorrect it's Pumpkinhead. Uh. <laughs> I did, the I first two that. i
0: actually knew
3: there you go um uh, <laughs> number five origin is that leprechaun or annabelle annabelle it's incorrect it's leprechaun oh. that's a tough one too because that sounds like a uh, annabelle 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 creation is this oh, okay. yeah label. Um, the legend begins. Is that Tremors or Texas Chainsaw Massacre?
0: I'm just gonna go what I think is obvious, and it, but it's not going to be correct. It's Texas Chainsaw.
3: Nope, it's Tremors. Yeah.
0: Okay, I didn't. Nope. Weird subtitle for Tremors.
3: <laughs> uh, number seven, the final chapter. Is that A Nightmare on Elm Street or Puppet Master?
0: Ooh, Puppet Master. That's correct. Because I'm pretty uh. sure it's Freddy's Dead is the last one, right? sure of the original
3: yep um although i'm pretty sure that wasn't the last puppet master uh okay uh the new blood is that friday the 13th or gremlins gremlins right nope oh friday the 13th gremlins 2 a new batch yeah uh okay number nine dominion is that the exorcist or paranormal activity uh the exorcist that's correct Dominion, a prequel to The Exorcist of the full title. And your final one is Unleashed. Is that the howling or ginger snaps? Uh, These are really good.
0: Yeah. The the Howling?
3: Incorrect. It was Ginger Snaps. Okay. (laughs) You did pretty well though. Yeah, that was good, Mark. Good job. I didn't know most of those. We're
0: only knowing the first two.
3: You did all right. Uh Dan, your game is serial killers. Or one-off Seinfeld characters. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be rough. I'm not. A, I
4: don't remember Seinfeld that well, but let's do this.
3: Okay. Number one, Albert DeSalvo. Uh, serial killer. Yep, that's correct. The Boston Strangler. Awesome. Um, yeah, not. I mean, not awesome, but.
0: <laughs> awesome. The Boston <laughs> Strangler.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number two, John Christie. Serial yeah. killer. That's correct. The Rillington Place Strangler. I feel like I knew that one. The first one I didn't. (laughs) Number three, Teddy Padillac. That's a Seinfeld. Yep, he's an umbrella salesman. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, Hal Kitzmiller. Serial killer. Wrong, Seinfeld. Ah. Elaine's boyfriend, he worked at the Lumbar Yard. (laughs) It was a mattress company. (laughs) That's a good
0: name for a mattress
3: company. Lumbar. Yep. Uh, number five, Edmund Kemper. Edmund Kemper. Kemper. Uh, Kemper. A serial killer. It's correct. The co-ed uh, killer. Okay. That was a guess. Number six, John Germain. I want to
4: say Seinfeld, but it doesn't sound like a Seinfeld character. A Seinfeld character. Seinfeld character is correct. Okay. He was Elaine's boyfriend. He played the sax. <laughs> oh, he plays it terribly, right? <laughs> yeah. at, at the end, she, she kind of like ducks down. Yep. Because
3: he... He dedicated. She says he was hot
4: and heavy. Hot and heavy, that's what it is. <laughs> uh
3: number seven, James Kimbrough. Seinfeld character? That's correct. NBC president in the finale. Oh, okay. Nice. Number eight, Harold Shipman. That sounds like a Seinfeld character too. So I'm gonna go with
4: serial killer.
3: That's correct. Doctor okay. Death. Oh, uh number nine, Tobias Lehigh Nagy. That's Seinfeld, right? It is. Okay. Well, it's sort of both oh okay so when heard. they went to when they went to los angeles okay uh, kramer was arrested in the murder of a woman okay and they're in the back of a squad car with uh clint howard clint howard's character's name was tobias lehi lehi nagy oh who so we... wound up being the killer and he was a serial killer wow <laughs> I,
4: I didn't know that yep that's pretty awesome. So half, half credit, I guess.
3: Well, it's it's full credit, but it's yeah. it's both. Um, and cool. number ten, Joel Rifkin. That's a serial killer. It's both again. Oh, you tricked me. <laughs> no, you got it right though, because oh. uh, he was Elaine's boyfriend. Okay. In Seinfeld. Okay. Um, who was going to change his name because he was he had the same name as the real life Joel Rifkin, who was a serial killer between 1988 and 1993 in the New York, New Jersey area. Oh, jeez. So, <laughs> so the one you were talking
4: about was strictly the Seinfeld character, though. Well,
3: it was both. So you got oh, okay. it. Right. It's oh, a trick question, but you got it right. Oh, <laughs> there's no way you could get it wrong. There's
0: no wrong. <laughs>
3: I feel bad. That would for have Mark. sucked he, if we were tied. <laughs> I I wasn't even keeping score. So. No, I
0: know. Just like. Yeah,
3: that's how it would always be. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.
3: So th- those are my two games. Those were fun. Yep.
4: Yeah, that was fun. Good job, man. <laughs> Mark, yeah. good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. you both.
0: Thank you. Yeah. They. I I like I like how you um. Didn't fall for the trap, even though it ended up being both the second the last one, the three right. name being a serial killer.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it just sounds like a, a serial killer. Right? Yeah. And I, I go against my gut.
3: <laughs> you do the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Classical fashion. Yeah, to pull the George. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this is going to wrap it up for our episode on A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge. You guys got any pluggables? I do.
4: Uh, you can follow me on my Twitter, DAquino122.
0: Are you sure that's correct? Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, I'm still mad that I did that. <laughs> it, it's gonna haunt me to my dying day. What if she What if she posted it and I'll never know? Uh, a little inside joke. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, my Twitter is 122. DAquino122. Uh, my You could also follow my Instagram, but there's really nothing special on there. Uh, follow us. Uh, at Stranger Damies uh, for our Real Play D&D's Twitter. And you could also follow our uh, Stranger Damies Instagram, which same thing, Stranger Damies. And uh, that's all for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And as always, you know, um, Stranger Damies, we posted our 84th episode, which is kind of an amazing number as it keeps going up um, there. And it had one of the best endings um, to a episode that we've had, and it was completely unscripted. <laughs> um, like, it wasn't, like, anything I wrote up, which is what I mean by unscripted, you know? Um, and it, it's just great watching it on replay. Um, and also we reintroduced a, uh, character from a one-shot that, uh, was brought into this game. Um, and I would like to, on this podcast personally, applaud Dan for doing much better mm-hmm. than I could have ever imagined in that scene. like, I just set it up to had the lowest expectations on it, going, okay, you know, do this. And then he just blew it out of the water by doing, honestly, exactly what I wanted to happen. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But didn't want to ask because I didn't want to, you know, feel like I was pushing you to do that. Um, and then no, you just I, took it I up and did it, it on that. your own. And it was, I, mwah. Um, great. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> thank you. Yes, Jeff, yeah. 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 The, you guys, uh, uh, yeah. I, I miss so much of you, the little and things. And everyone made it
4: easier. Yeah, but you you everyone played off it well, and we had fun with it. It was cool. Yeah,
0: so so tune in. It's a pretty good moment, um, in there, especially when two two of the players don't have no idea what the hell's going on when it first occurs. I think I think Jen goes, "What are you doing?" I think in like right. out of character. Right. <laughs> so it's there's so many little moments listening back to it that I missed as the DM. Um, so every Wednesday, um, that post on you know the YouTube. We're still. You know, um, the link, I believe is tinyurl.com slash stranger damies for that. Um, but you can just link it off all of our, you know, Twitter feeds, the stranger damies, and, and all of our personal accounts. I'm off the mark tweet. You know, um, you can just click the link off that. Um, we're also on iTunes, Google Play. You know, um, I believe we're on, I haven't checked Spotify in a while, but we weren't getting many hits on there anyway. But um, basically anywhere you can podcast. You can get the audio version, um, which I would, unless if you physically can't, I would recommend the video version of this one just for those couple of moments that are much better with a visual um, to it. Uh, But anyway, we'll be posting, um, we got, I believe, two more episodes of this session um, coming up that'll be posting and then we'll be, we're going to be recording our one shot pretty soon for Halloween that we do every year. Um, so that'll be fun. And it'll lead it into the other pluggable, which is extra life, um, our, uh, charity gaming marathon that we do, um, to raise money for the children's hospital of Philadelphia. Um, we're already over a hundred dollars there. I think it's 110 last time I looked. Nice. So thumbs up for those of us that have donated, um, those of you out there. But, uh, if you have not, you have plenty of time. Um, if you want to donate now or you want to wait until, um, you know, the, the, the big, uh, event occurs on November 16th starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be going through 24 hours, because this time we're not stupidly doing it on the time change, so we won't have to do that extra hour. But, you know, it'll be fun playing classic games, you know, party games, first-person shooters. We'll be doing a live session of Stranger Damies there. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have guests popping in and out for the full time that we're there. we try and get as many people through the full 24 as possible. Uh, But, yeah, it'll be a good time. And also, um, note, since this is going up Friday, I believe, um, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, uh, uh, Saturday, um, if you're listening to this, you can watch the archive. Um, We're going to be testing out um, our setup for uh, Extra Life uh, over on the Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash TheMainDamey. Me and Tom will be doing uh, just getting the, the UI and all that stuff you know, set up so that we're ready to go and just a push button on November 16th. Um, I think what I'm going to do, because Tom just bought an Xbox One X, um, I'm going to take over my copy of Control and actually watch it in not terrible frame rate um, that occurs on the original Xbox One um, game. So that'll be the first game we'll play. And obviously, we'll probably check out a couple other Xbox games just to test out as One X over there. Um, so be sure to tune in um there'll probably be i think we're going. um it looks like 3 p.m um is is our tentative start date at uh, time um it, it'll be plus you know five ten minutes or so if we run into a technical snafu like last time um where for some reason his computer started running the slowest it's ever run in its life um when we tried to start streaming so um just be there Um i'm sure people will be in chat um you can talk to us ask questions you know do all that but yeah that's tomorrow three p., uh you know, 3 p.m. Um, I look forward to seeing everyone there.
3: Okay. And this is They Called Us a Movie. You can find us on theycalledusamovie.podbean.com. We are also available on just about every podcast streaming app. We are themainedamey.com. We are posting new reviews every day this month for 31 Days of Horror. Uh, you can find them at com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themainedamey. Uh, we are also part of Geek Vibes Nation you could go there and find our podcast on their, on their stream as well as a bunch of other podcasts that are great. Uh, the, the game vault podcast that Mark runs is there as well. as Stranger Damies um, and a bunch of other great uh, podcasts. I'm sure there's something that might pique your interest. If you have any questions or comments, you feel free to shoot us an email or reach out to us on Twitter, but we are at, uh, we are the main Damie gmail.com uh, for our emails. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're great uh suggest some movies uh go on to itunes and please like and review us helps us out a great deal less uh helps us get noticed so maybe one day we can get some money out of this podcast but we don't do it for the money though (laughs) luckily uh god yeah (laughs) um and i think uh, that's gonna wrap us up uh my twitter is at antelvec you can reach out to me there Um, but that's gonna wrap it up. So, uh, for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling director of Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge, Jack Shoulder to go fuck himself.